stay inside, save some fucking lives. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We are live. Coming at you live. I'm jacked up on coffee. Woo-woo. The show MLA. Um, normally, I turn it over to Smitty uh, to start off, but um, in the wake of um, some really sad news that uh, happened yesterday, um, Ed Farmer, uh, White Sox pitcher and longtime uh, radio broadcaster uh, passed away at age seventy. Um, his his um, his death is uh, the the news is a little uh, ambiguous in what they said. They just said it was complications related to a prior illness. Yeah, I heard he had um, like kidney and heart issues over the last couple of years. So I I mean it could have mm-hmm. been exas- it could have been exacerbated by the coronavirus, but I don't think anyone is right. reporting that at this point. That's just sad. Yeah, and and yeah, it's sad. Um Farmio, um I mean I'd I'd be I'd be lying uh if I said that he was at the top of his game uh, right now. Uh he 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 was he was um you know he was not DJ was kind of holding that on, which is funny to say, but yeah. DJ was kind of holding that radio broadcast together. But Yikes. they had such a great rapport. It was almost like it was almost like a hawk type of thing with Farmio. It was kind of like he was going to be there until this happened, or until he decided to retire, because you know he was in with the organization, and we know uh, sometimes Jerry has um, loyalty to a fault, but. Um, He'll be missed. It'll be weird um, not to not to hear him um, again. Maybe uh, blessing in disguise with the delay of the season because I'm not sure what the White Sox contingency plan was for something like this. So I um, I haven't read anything yet. I don't know. I didn't re- I didn't look at anything this morning. Um, I don't know uh, what their go to is going to be for um, a possible replacement for him on, yeah, on the radio. Funny. So anyway, uh, it, it's 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 uh, it's a sad uh, it's a sad it's sad uh, that that he went that way. Uh, weird six degrees of separation. When I was in, when my mom was uh, working at this retail store, she actually worked with his sister-in-law, <laughs> and I uh, never got a chance to meet him. But like weird weird tie-in that uh, I used to work there sometimes, so I could uh, get money to buy records. Yeah. And uh I knew uh his sister in law, so just kinda funny little side note there. Small world. Yeah. Well, sorry to hear this, uh, for all you Sox fans. I heard a few broadcasts by Ed Farmer over the years and his dulcet tones I remember fondly. Uh kind of I always thought it was kind of a boring broadcast, but that might be no, it 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 was it was it was very dry. It was almost it was it was almost a throwback type of broadcast, right? Like yeah, in the he, way like there was that there was, was like yeah, his really, delivery was yeah, it was very like low key. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they where they go from here if they bring in a I don't know, former former Sox players 
they seem to do. Um, there's probably plenty out there. AJ Przinsky. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who, but so, but like, who's going to do the play by play is the question. Well, I think Darren would, wouldn't he? I mean, I guess, but you know what? Ed used to step out of the booth, and I got to tell you, DJ doing the play by play is not a good scenario. I'm, I'm shocked DJ's had a job for this long. I mean, I, I mean, I, DJ on the air with Hawk, I literally oof. was waiting for Hawk one day just to launch him from the booth, like <laughs> throw him out of the booth in anger. Yeah. Uh, DJ, Chris, what about Chris yeah. Singleton? Um, he, yeah, actually, he, he's yeah. with ESPN, uh, he, and he did he did some did he do radio or TV with you guys for a while? I think he did radio for. He him. did radio, yeah. So that is a possibility. So I I was, we'll see. We'll probably. I was like him. That. Yeah, I mean, just kind of moving people around. I mean, who knows what ESPN? You know, who who knows who has a job tomorrow versus yeah. today? So things big shakeups, but it's unfortunate that a that a death would have to exacerbate that situation, but. Yep. These are the times we live in. Um, and speaking of the times we live in, MLB has all kind of news out there. Yeah. I mean, it was, we haven't done a podcast for a week and a half. So a few things have gone down. There's multiple contingency plans, of course, that have leaked out or major, or major league baseball is thrown out there. Um, the one, the latest one I heard yesterday, I guess, is uh, a July 1st start date, which that I keep, I mean, nobody, nobody fucking knows. So it's kind of ridiculous to even be talking about these, but they're throwing them out there. So I think if anything, that's, that's at least plausible that July 1st could happen considering the country's in a lockdown for two April 30th at this point and could be extended further. Um, I, I would really say July 1st would be the latest they would start if it's not July 1st, I don't think we're having a season. So, I, And I really think it's 50-50 at this point if we start July 1st or there's no season. I, I, I think right. I think that'd be – those are our two, two most likely options. Um, if they do start July 1st, which would be fucking awesome, it means we've got a lot of good news in the interim. Um, they do a 100-game season, uh, which would include – you know, no all-star game, of course, uh, probably weekend double headers. I've heard all sorts of crazy things like yeah, you know, d- seven inning seven, double headers. Yeah. Seven inning double headers, which was something yeah. I was going to bring I up today. What? I don't think that's going to fly. Cause those, the, the results of those games would be like, you wouldn't be able to calculate those stats properly, basically like going forward. I, I think they're going to play full nine inning games, whatever. And that might mean they only play 80 games versus 100 if they have to. I don't know. I don't know how that – I, I don't see seven inning games working at all. But the other part of that would be the postseason would go well into November. And Yeah, that's that, that – and you got to talk neutral side at that point. Well, they did. Specifically, they said the World Series would be played at Dodger Stadium, which I thought was – I mean, really specific for being this far out that they have that plan already and how they came to that conclusion. I'm not sure, but that's going to um, be real fun for the white Sox Cubs world series. That's <laughs> going to happen this year. Yeah. yeah we'll to, what the fuck? There are no travel bands so we can fly out there, but, or maybe it'll be an empty stadium. I don't know. Well, then that, and that's what I had heard. Like the initial report. Well, they, they, they did say, and they didn't, they didn't uh, most of the, like once the deal was done, well, there hasn't been a lot of talk about this, but 
um, they're, they're, they have agreed to if to get as many games as possible. The Players Association did say they would be fine with playing in empty stadiums because the goal is it remains to get as many games played as possible. I'd be fine with that too. I think we all would just to have something happening. Christ, you and I were looking at, or I sent you last night, the baseball references doing simulated games. Yeah, the, the simulated the games. White right. Sox are running away with yeah, this. Yeah, right thing. now, White Sox are like 5-1, and one, leading the AL Central. Cubs are in fourth. Cubs and Giants are the same record. Yeah, 3-3. Three 3-3. And three, three and three. I think Cubs are in fourth place. I mean, Christ, we are dying for anything. So if they can play baseball eventually and even in empty stadiums, I think I think we'd be all, all for it to start out with. But And the Mariners are getting seven get. and one. I just thought that was hilarious on the simulation. The Mariners yeah. are seven and one. They were red hot last year and they just completely shit the bed a month later. Like I guess the same scenario again. I don't yeah. know. They'll win 140 games and lose in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's another thing. Yeah. Sorry, Mariners. Um, the other news that's a little bit dated now, since we haven't done this in a week and a half is the, the labor agreement that MLB and the players association came to, which is a pretty radical, radical agreement. Um, and kind of shocking in a lot of ways that they were able to come to, came, come to such a groundbreaking, breaking agreement so quickly. I, I mean, they weren't. They didn't waste a whole lot of time. This um, is a, an, I'm going to, can I geek out for one second before you get into the details? But yeah. I, I just pictured. For a second. This, the, yeah. This is just like, this is like Star Wars episode three when no, no, no. Palpatine goes order 66 and all the <laughs> Jedi start getting killed. Cause the reason this labor deal got done is because of a, uh, a article 11 or chapter 11 in the mm. collective bargaining agreement that that invokes national emergency procedures, yeah, which well. allowed them to get to the table and basically avoid because they knew they knew that they couldn't avoid they couldn't wait they they had the time now to do it and if they waited and got into some situation like ninety four ninety five and risked two seasons of no baseball, yeah, they would be screwed forever. But I feel like. MLB like was in the driver's seat on this thing. Well, they, yeah, but they gave up some huge, huge uh, concessions to the players, which are, that's what I'm most, most amazed by that. The fact that free agents aren't going to get an extra year. Uh, Literally, if you were a free agent going into 2020, uh, or going into if you were in a walk year in 2020 in 2021 you will be a free agent like Mookie Betts is the the prime example um, they're not delaying the clock for any reason even if the entire season is canceled which means the Dodgers traded away a bunch of prospects for absolutely nothing and yes yes Mookie Betts that's... could sign back with the Red Sox if he wanted to so that that's that's what's radical the the other you know, all the service time continue. The clocks keep moving yep. on all these. So it's literally like nothing, nothing changed. And part of what I've read is why they, they gave that huge, that huge concession to the players is because the players were going to sue for it if, if they didn't get it. Um, and the season was canceled. The moment the season was canceled, there would be class action litigation against major league baseball to get that 
to happen. It's just too big of a bargaining chip or too big of a, a thing for the players to give up to not fight, you know, outside of the normal, normal realm. Uh, so, you know, baseball's a multi-billion dollar industry, but they are, they are on pace to lose $4 billion this year if they don't play a game and they cannot risk being sued on top of that by the players association for punitive damages and everything and getting their money. So they, they, they actually, they basically were forced into a corner. They did the right thing. Uh, but they're, they did that because they were going to get fucked even more if they didn't do the right thing. So that, that, that's, that's what I read. So that's where we're at. I mean, I mean, but, but at the end of the day too, like I think the, the owners and MLB were, were all for giving that up because they only have to pay out like you got contracts, right? And I'm sure in the yeah. contracts, they, they technically, they really do owe those players that money, right? Season or no season. Yeah. So they're only playing the total payout that 170 million, payout, 170 only, million. Yeah. Yeah. It's only 5% of the, of what the total payroll for this right. season is. And the part that, that I struggle with, like I get you're rewarding the veterans but a veteran player is getting $5,000 per day, right? But then like someone who may have gotten uh who who's under like a rookie clause still, like under that the 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 rookie umbrella is only going to get $500 a day even though their contract may be more lucrative. And um like I would love $500 a day right now anyway, but uh we all would. So like I'm not necessarily saying these guys are going to be broke, but like do you really need to give the guys who don't need the money 5k a day uh like because they're veterans and 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 that's what their contracts say like they should have they should have they should have uh structured it in such a way that instead of the as usual in America the rich keep getting richer like the, these guys who are barely making anything are are still going to who who are going to probably have like a little better contracts this year um are getting far, far less, and it's going to make it more difficult for them. Well, and then there's a, a whole situation with AAA and minor league baseball too, yeah. as you're very close to. So. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. I think we're getting – I'd like to not get so deep in the weeds on this. Um, I, I'd rather talk about how it's going to – how this labor agreement is actually going to affect each of our teams. I think that I think that's, that's going to be fascinating to, to watch going forward. I, I really think – it hurts teams that are in contention right now the most and teams that aren't in contention, it affects the least um, prime example I, out of our four teams. I think the Cubs are fucked by this so much um, on a bunch of different levels. First of all, uh, basically if there's no season, John Lester's gone, Tyler Chatwood's gone, which maybe may or not be a blessing in disguise. Same with uh, Jose Quintana. They're all gone. Uh, beyond that, you know, we, we wrung our hands all winter long worrying about the service time agreement grievance for Chris Bryant to gain that, you know, two years instead of three or instead of one year. Well, they just lost that year. Uh, that also means there's only one year left on Javi Baez's contract, uh, Anthony Rizzo, uh, Kyle Schwarber. So, like, literally th- this next year 
is kind of the end, you know, they're going to be scrambling to assign those players or, you know, that's, that's the end after 2021. The other, the other complication for the Cubs is of course the luxury tax, which we've been talking about. And they have until the end of 2020 to get under that 208 million right now. They're, they're at 214 as, as things stand as now things have halted. And, you know, we, we debated back and forth whether they should, you know, trade Chris Bryant before spring training started. And then after it started, it's like, well, you might as well just wait until the trade deadline to see where you're at. Right. Play your cards, you know, accordingly, if you are in contention or not. I mean, that's when you dump right. Chris Bryant. Well, they might not have that opportunity for a bunch of different reasons. First of all, I don't know what would happen even, you know, even with that July 1st contingency plan. I don't know. What the, if there is a trading deadline? What what kind of what kind of trading deadline there would be? If there is a trading deadline, the other part of this that we haven't talked about is that they're they're definitely going to be expanding the playoff for this year if they do play. Uh, instead of what ten teams, there would be probably fourteen teams in the playoffs. Um, well, that means there's more teams in contention that aren't that aren't going to be you know trading right, off. Yeah, right. True. Well, that means the market just shrunk for trading Chris Bryant if they have to at, you know, at the trade deadline. So really it almost looks like the Cubs are are being railroaded into being over the cap again, which means uh it just means money at this point. I think that if they go 40 million over, this is, this would be the second year in a row that they would be going over. Of course. Right. Um, that's where it jumps up to 40 million or it jumps up to 30% tax, which again, who cares? I, I don't feel bad for Ricketts having to pay, you know, 30% instead of 20% or whatever. Uh, although maybe, <laughs> maybe I should care about that. Cause you know who knows with these economic times what 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 we th- once thought was a resilient business model of the Cubs maybe it won't be so resilient anymore of the Ricketts family um, that th- where it gets into danger and I don't fully understand I think it's if they go forty million over they start losing draft picks and that's where Cubs fans should be really freaked Confess- out yeah right but- um, so there's just a there's just many many factors going against the Cubs with all this more more so than the but, but but doesn't this am I, did I read this wrong when I read about the so the luxury tax numbers they agreed to are going to remain on track and stay the same but doesn't only doesn't this help the Cubs though this this hundred and seventy million dollar payout for not playing. I don't think Doesn't that affects. The, no, it ha, that has nothing to do with. The, they said the amount would be reduced. The luxury tax. Yeah, I didn't see that, so I could by be regular mistaken. season. Yeah, by regular season games. Well, why well, regular season games get reduced? I think that's all relative, though. Like, it's st- if they're over now, they'd still be over even if it's reduced. Like that. Yeah, I mean, sliding yeah, scale. So, uh, I yeah. The way I would, and that was a question I had because they didn't really uh, articulate. They didn't articulate on it in the articles I read, but I, I, I do want to dig a little deeper because the way I was reading it. But I think you're right. I think it's probably a sliding scale. But if they're if they were saying that it's going to remain at 208 this year, but then these guys 
art and paint out yeah, normal salaries. I think it's irrelevant. Yeah, I don't think yeah, there, might I don't be, there's any way that would happen because yeah. it just makes it completely irrelevant. So I think in a course, all these, hey. yeah, <laughs> of, of course, all these things could change. But um, I, in regardless, like the right now, since it doesn't look like they're going to be 40 million over, I don't, it's not going to cost any draft picks. So it's just more money out of Ricketts pockets. But again, it's just, a, so you're, it's just you're many factors fucking the yeah. Cubs and they're well, you're basically, you're basically saying what I've been saying my entire life. The Cubs are the biggest losers. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Uh, <laughs> the second, the second biggest losers in this scenario are, you know, of our four teams are actually the white Sox. Why? Um, and I'll explain why. Uh, you do tell, Ryan. Do tell the prudent, although questionable, tactics that Rick Hahn has been using that we've debated many times are are could be working against you in a way. Uh, well, you're losing a year of all of all those young players. Like you signed them to five year deals; those are all four year deals now. Yeah, um, I know. Which sucks. I mean, uh, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm no. Not gloating. I, I mean, I'm just saying that's a, that's a that's that's life. That that's what it is. You're also going to be losing Alex Colomay next year. Yeah, and uh, and James Edwin, McCann and Edwin Encarnacion, who you signed to a one year deal, could basically be not be nothing though. Like I, I'm like kind he, of. Yeah, I'm kind of saying those one year deals. Tigers have a bunch of one year deals too. That I think those are kind of a wash. You just. Just have to pay him minimal. Whatever. I know. It would have been nice to see him play, though. Absolutely. I'm just saying for yeah. long term effects, the, the, yeah. those all, losing a year on Mancata's deal, uh, on, you know, on Jimenez, everybody. It's a management. Yeah. It, it sucks. I mean, this, these are the times yeah, Ander- you're going to be building. Yeah. And- yeah. No, I agree. And Anderson's, Anderson's uh, probably a bigger one because he's he'll be coming up sooner than later right. now abreu uh, you could you lose a year of abreu yeah um i think you'd have two more years after this but yeah um it, yeah the column the column a contention window that's why it's exactly exactly that's what i'm saying it's hurting teams in the contention window far more than anybody else uh the column a thing sucks you lose them after next year after this year um because you could have traded them at the trade deadline this past year but you held on to him because you thought you might be contending, which it looks like you would be contending this year. So that's that's a missed up, not not a not a mistake, not a misstep by by no, Rakan, it's not a but it's no just, one expected this. It's just yeah, an unfortunate right. unfortunate yeah. uh, happenstance. So that's why I think the the Sox are the second worst hurt. The yeah. Giants, Giants, I I don't. The I'm Giants not, and I'm not, Tigers are fine. I well, think, right. Uh, yeah. The only the only thing I know about the Giants is they're going to lose Samarja, which is probably a, a blessing for them at this point. Um, yeah, whatever. He's got like nineteen a nineteen million dollar deal, and he'll be coming off the books next year. I don't know much about your farm system. The the what I do know a lot about is the Tigers system, and I think I think Ooh. this is I think this is actually working out to the Tigers advantage almost any team that's not in contention that hasn't signed uh, a lot of young players that haven't, haven't started their service clock. They're, they're in the best situation. Um, I mean, this is a blessing for the Cabrera deal. Well, that's the other thing. The, the Tigers, you know, they're saddled with the Miguel Cabrera deal till 2024. And well, there's one year off of it right there. If, if, if they don't play this year, uh, not that that's the greatest thing, the, the bigger impact is, 
um, immediate impact is Jordan Zimmerman's $25 million would be coming off the books after this year. Um, that, <laughs> by the way, if, if we went back and picked our own teams to sign, to talk about the worst free agent signings, uh, Jordan Zimmerman would probably be my top, uh, worst signing in the Tigers history uh, after they missed out on signing, re-signing Max Scherzer, they settled for Jordan Zimmerman. And that has been an abject disaster. Uh, I forget the, yeah. the total numbers. I know he's making 25 million a year for the last couple. So, so the, the, the Tigers are in a fortunate situation also because they, they did not cancel the 2020 draft as we thought possibly we called Rob Manfred last week's asshole of the week for even suggesting canceling the draft uh, for a myriad of reasons. But uh, I think it was like the next day they announced they weren't canceling the draft. So I had to kind of put a caveat out there when we posted that on social media, I still call him an asshole for even floating the idea, but uh, so the tigers still will have the number one overall pick this year. I'm, I don't, know that they'll have the number one pick next year if there's no season i i don't i don't know if they've i don't think they've uh completely well, they exploded said, that i don't know if it would be like a, a a lottery system like or i don't know what they would do for that They're, i think they i don't think they, they said just, they have the right to combine them if they want to in this new agreement mm, 20 and 21 that's not that's actually the opposite of what i read that they wouldn't combine them well, I think they've, uh, you know what, I think they've said all options are still on the table, but they're, they're saying there will be a 2020 draft. Yeah. I guess, they, I guess they haven't said anything about the 2021 well, draft. Well, the Who 2020 knows? draft could be as low as five freaking rounds, which well, is going to be a fucking waste. And that's the caveat they threw out. Yeah. That's, that's the main thing. It's, it's up to Manfred's discretion what to do with that. Like if they do, they do the five rounds, if they do 20 rounds instead of 40 rounds. I mean, seriously, Back to Star Wars. I have absolute power. Well, I mean, he does and he doesn't. I mean, we'll see what the Players Association has to say about that. But traditionally, they have not. They have they have fought for the rights of their current members, not their future members. So you you might be right. But I'm hoping somehow this works out in the Tigers' favor, where they have, you know, they probably would have had the number one pick next year as well. Anyway. Uh, that- Based on the simulation, yeah, one was, in five, yes. Well, baseball reference agrees. So. <laughs> Our only form of, 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 of current baseball. Yeah. The, the Tigers have, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Tigers have uh, a few one-year signings that, uh, you know, Jonathan Scope, uh, CJ Crone, uh, Ivan Nova, uh, Andrew Romine, that they're just all one year deal, so they'll just come off the books. Those were all, those were all just basically to ha- so they could yeah feel, to have a field a team, field an actual major league <laughs> roster instead of the the four A team they've been putting on the field for several years. But they're yeah. also potential. You know, if they did have good seasons in the first half, they could trade them at the trade deadline, turn those into more prospects. Is, is the idea of that and. Well, I don't think that's going to be happening. So it's that's not as big a deal losing those one year free agents. That's what I'm not concerned. But yeah, I mean, overall, that's that's why I think the Cubs, uh, Cubs are the biggest loser and the the, the Tigers are the biggest winner. Uh, teams like the Tigers yeah. and maybe maybe in all of baseball, Tigers are the biggest winner because they could have two number one picks and they haven't started the clock the service time clocks on all their top prospects that were going True. to be coming up this year and in the next next couple of years. So. 
Well, I mean, the good news for the Cubs is at least they're not the Dodgers because you want to talk about probably <laughs> the biggest losers out of this yeah. thing. I mean, the idea of, of trading away pro- decent prospects and, and not even possibly having the guy you traded for ever play for you on, on top of – and then you're like – I think their consolation picks like a fourth rounder too for like – yeah him signing with someone else. It's, 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 it's just looking like it's terrible, which makes me happy. Cause I hate the fucking Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really, yeah. Cry me a river Dodgers. Feel bad for you. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves. Dodgers. <laughs> uh, what do you want to get to next? Well, speaking of like simulated baseball, ah. uh, I've been living my best college life right now. Uh, drinking this delicious uh, White Sox beer from Goose Island. Let me, let me, let me this delicious golden ale, White oh. Sox. Look at the, look at this beautiful can. Morning drinking, love it. Yeah, no, no, no. This is last night. Yeah, oh, okay, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, look, I got a, I got a pot of coffee right here, right here, pot of coffee. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is just water. Um, yeah, trust me. This will, this will be the beer that'll be. Uh, maybe we should just talk about this for a quick second tomorrow, guys. If you're bored. In the afternoon. <laughs> might be bored. You might be bored. We're going to be on again tomorrow at noon, right? Potentially, noon? yeah. Well, let's talk, we'll talk about that. Yeah, but potentially we'll be on at noon tomorrow doing uh, our, our – our, we're doing our fantasy baseball draft tomorrow. First ever bored fantasy out of our special. Fantasy special. So uh, if, it's as, if there's as much commentary as there normally is during the actual draft, it should be pretty fucking entertaining. Yeah. At least we find ourselves entertaining. That's why we do this. But anyway, MLB The Show. So I've been getting my baseball fix by playing MLB The Show. But MLB I The Show. Point. MLB opposed, The Show 20. Yes. MLA ML- The Show. The Show, right, exactly. So Ryan brought up an interesting point uh, last week. He said, oh, yeah, you know, let's talk about it. You can talk about it. But, like, hey, has there been any sort of – like curse of the cover, like Madden. I said, Oh, let me go do the research. So the curse of the cover from MLB, the show kind of started in Oh nine. Wow. Uh, MLB, the show came into existence as MLB, the show in Oh six. But the first three covers were Ortiz, Wright and Howard who all had like career years. Um, the next that year and the following year, but Dustin Pedroia in Oh nine. Um, his knee. Started a a chain of events that was that cover. You saw a power reduction mm. in the player, and then an injury the next year. So six out of the nine next covers, because you can't count seventeen because that's Griffey. He was retired. They did like a classic cover. Six out of the nine next covers had significant power reductions followed by injuries the next season. Yikes. So you Who had we got? Pedroia, 10, was injured. The best was they decided to put Joe Maurer on the cover Ooh. two years in a row. He went from hitting 28 home runs in 09 to nine home runs in 10 the year yeah. he was on the cover. Coincidence? Injuries. I think not. Uh, <laughs> And then injured in 11. Yeah, he fell off the face of the earth, you which had, is not surprising from a catcher. But the You had Adrian Gonzalez, who had 27 home runs in 11, and then when he was on the cover in 12, dropped off to 18. 
he didn't end up getting injured though. Uh, McCutcheon well, had thirty one had thirty one home runs Ooh. in twelve, but when he's on the cover in thirteen, dropped off to twenty one. This, this this is a good one. Big Miggy Miggy gets on the cover in fourteen after a triple crown season. Yes. Has 25 home runs in 14 and then is injured in 15. Yeah, and we know that the rest is history with him. Yasiel Puig is on the cover in 15 and has two injured seasons in a row. Josh Donaldson has 41 homers Mm. in uh, in 15. He he was he wasn't uh, he wasn't so bad. He tapered off. To thirty to thirty seven, but then was injured in seventeen. Ken Griffey doesn't count because he's seventeen. Aaron Judge, we know on Ooh, the cover in eighteen. Boy. He's just been injured since. Yeah, fifty two homers. He's injured right now again. Yeah, twenty seven homers in an abbreviated season. His his OPS dropped over a hundred points. Several of the players had OPSs that dropped like two hundred points. Yikes! Now here's 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 the anomaly. Which you which is how this conversation started. You said, Oh, well, Bryce Harper didn't have the best year. Oddly enough, Bryce Harper was on the cover. He actually hit one more homer than he hit the previous season, mm. had 14 more RBIs last year, and his OPS was basically flat. So yeah. um but the he actually Phillies had didn't a quiet, contend for anything. He yeah, but he had a quietly good season. Like mm. people thought he had like I also thought he had like a eh year, but he actually made his numbers. When was the last so, time Mike Trout was on the cover? Like, why why hasn't he been on the cover instead of these? Maybe he doesn't want this shit to happen yeah, to him. Might be. So brings us to this year's cover, which is Javi Baez. <laughs> Javi Baez, Mister Excitement. Which we know he must be patient zero, who they can't find, and he is to blame for the COVID nineteen. That's 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 my uh, theory in this whole thing. What? What? Why? That's a, a terrible joke. Because there's always something. I don't get it. He played the whole season. He so was, he didn't have to be. So he didn't have to play because he's on the cover. Yeah. No. Never mind. All right. Moving on. Wow, that's a terrible joke. That was a terrible joke. So moving oh on. My the, God. The, the, the good and bad of uh, show twenty. Speaking <laughs> of Javi Baez, so normally the intro to show the twenty is like really really entertaining. They do like a bunch of flashbacks in this. They really phoned it in this year. It's really a bunch of um, two-tone colors of red uh, red and blue cub colors of Javi Baez screaming as the intro. So uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty lame intro to the game. But what will compel you about the game is if you are looking to kill off some time, it becomes really, really... Um, there's so many different things you can play. Uh, there's March to October, which the White Sox, uh, I'm doing March to October, which you play key moments in the season, which is pretty cool. So you don't have to like sit back and play an entire nine inning game. You go through key moments in the season. I'm a hundred games into it. The Sox are 70 and 30 right now uh, in first place. <laughs> five, five, five. I'm surprised five. they're not a hundred, hundred no. <laughs> uh, um, so that that's one thing you can play. You could, of course, uh, play an entire season. Are the Cubs um, like thirty and seventy in that, or can you see no, what other teams uh, are? The Cubs are are uh, what was it fifty fifty two and uh, what's the math there fifty two and thirty eight right? 
yeah. something like that. No, 50, so. 52 and 48. 52 and 48. Because right. um, I just played them. I think um, you should. I think you should post these like uh, on the on our Facebook page. I want to see how this season turns out. <laughs> yeah, and then um, but then there's these other things. There's these like classic moments you can play, uh, and uh, there's this other live interaction thing you can do called Diamond Dynasty, where you basically open up packs of tops cards. Yeah, and get these that. players with these different rankings. But then you can play these moments, and I I've I finished two. I finished uh, Curtis Granderson, and nice. and Carrie Wood, which unlock diamond versions of the cards, which are the most elite cards you can get in the game. So I have like a diamond version of Carrie Wood as a closer, and a diamond version of Granderson when he was at the Yankees. Wow! And it immediately like propels your team into uh, into like a different level when competing against these uh, online. Uh, talent. So yeah, if you can get the best of yeah, best of you, either of those players, I think that might help. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Lead to a um, seventy and thirty record. Exactly. Um, then there's Road to the Show, which uh, Smitty's heard about from uh, myself and Vit, where you create your own player. I I have Veneri fourteen. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the White Sox, crushing it. But I work my way up through uh triple a through the minor league system you created yourself that's awesome I did. yeah <laughs> uh so yeah so uh, uh i'm a i'm a second baseman and center fielder i think so, Vit, uh, Vit did something similar but he created somebody else like miguel lopez is his guy <laughs> that he, and he's, he played it like 30 years into the future like he, he took him he took him from like minor league baseball like all the way through his major league career and i I don't know if he's in the front office now or somebody you can play like decades in this fucking <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, that was I've before the got... coronavirus that Vit was doing this shit. So <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Imagine Vit, what he's Vit... up to right now. Yeah, Vit Vit is actually inside the game like Tron running around. <laughs> <laughs> he's been zapped into the game. That's why we haven't heard from him. He's inside the game. Vit, are you Vit? Come out of the game. Come Vit, on. whatever you do, stay alive. We will get you stay out. Al- stay alive, Vit. Um. So um. Yeah, that that is actually that's a cool feature they've had for a lot of years. Um, and while you're playing all these games, you gain these like points and stuff. And then they have these things called like team affinity. So obviously, I'm I'm a white I'm White Sox. So really? um, yeah, I know, shocking, right? Um, so you uh, unlock these different things along the way, and like I just unlocked this uh, this um, gold Zach Collins rookie prospect card, which is really fucking sweet to play in the online activity. So I don't know. There's lots of cool shit in there that you can just get lost in it for fucking a day. If you wanted to You've definitely gotten lost. And what's even more fun is uh, my son, Charlie, who's about to be nine uh, in about a month. He's wow. really into it too. So we uh, play online uh, a lot and then play together when we're together. But one of the funniest fucking things, Ryan is when he gets a bad call at the plate, Charlie actually says the following thing. That must be Angel Hernandez calling oh. behind the plate. And I'm like, dude, I love you, man. Like, you know, Angel Hernandez is the worst fucking home plate up, the most inconsistent home plate up ever. And he I knows it. I thought Charlie might be going after Mark Wagner. No. What are you doing, no. Wagner? <laughs> he's, he's all about, he's like, that must be Angel Hernandez behind the plate. <laughs> That's awesome. So. It's pretty funny, uh, pretty funny shit. But I totally recommend, like, if you if you are a baseball fan, um, like it's it's 
I normally, once the baseball season starts, like I start playing it less and less because like there's not time to play because yeah. I'm watching so much baseball. But to. now, now it's like, hey, welcome back to the college days. I'm just playing PS4 for four hours at a clip right now. <laughs> Winning or losing, depending <laughs> how you look at it. Um, well, so I don't yeah, have a, so, I don't have a video game system, so I've been watching a lot of movies. I don't, me you, too. I've been doing that too. Well, go think, ahead, Smitty. I think we should talk about our since everyone's doing their top lists. Is the thing to do in uh, baseball media podcasting and everything else since there's nothing actually happening. Uh, how about we talk about our favorite baseball movies of all time? All right. What do we got? Uh, say, I think your idea is to go with our top three. I'll start with my third favorite of all time. I'm going to go with The Natural. Um, I remember seeing it in the theater. I remember getting chills when, I, as an 11 year old in 1984, when that song played as Roy Hobbs hit the home run off of the light tower. Uh, <sighs> 1984 was also a good year for this baseball fan in Michigan as the Detroit Tigers won their fourth World Series. Um, good times. It reminds me of of that. Uh, I just always love the natural. I think it's of of the traditional, I'm gonna. The rest of mine are kind of off the off the board a little bit. Of the traditional baseball movies. That's that's probably my favorite compared to Field of Dreams or uh, Major League stuff like that. You want me to go through my whole list? Or yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, number two is uh, I'm a big history buff, so I love especially American history and baseball history. Got to go with Eight Men Out. The story of how the Chicago White Sox through the World Series so typical um, of you basically tried to ruin baseball for the rest of us it could have been the end of could have been the end of baseball before we even knew it uh, as we as the public could have completely lost faith in the game uh, it's also a reason why I'm so against people like Pete Rose being reinstated for gambling their gambling trans- transgressions that is specifically why those rules were created by Kennesaw Mountain Landis, um, the commissioner that took over. Uh, such steep penalties were paid because the game could have gone away. Because why would people pay attention if they didn't think the game was on the up and up? So uh, it's also fun to take jabs at the White Sox. It is a great, great movie, though. It's really good. I, uh, I, I do love that movie. Charlie Not Sheen. on my top three, but I do love it. <laughs> I wouldn't think so, uh, considering you. No, uh, no, no, no. The I mean, it's his. I I like. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Uh, Despite Sheen, the subject matter, John Cusack. Uh, oh shit, I forgot his name. The dad from Frasier, uh, among others. Uh, really Mahoney. good cast. Yeah, John, John Mahoney. Mahoney. Good call. Good call. Maloney um, or Mahoney. Uh, I believe Maloney. he's. I believe he's passed now, so I don't think it matters. But he gone. Um, sorry, he gone. Uh, my favorite baseball movie of all time is one that we've brought up several times, actually, and I've kind of criticized a few times, but it still is my favorite baseball movie, and that is Moneyball. Oh, we got we got a. I'm not giving it away, but it's <laughs> on my top three. Oh my it, god, don't give it away! 
I'm not going to give it away. I want to keep uh, people in suspense. Stay tuned in, folks. Money. I read Moneyball in, uh, I believe, it must have been 2003 and 2004, right, right after it came out. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you and I, I think you told me, you're like, dude, you have to read this. So I well, it, it was, went and bought it. It was so important that it shaped our fantasy league that we were having our draft, our 17th annual draft tomorrow. Um, we started that league in 04 as an on-base percentage league, not a bat, not a traditional batting average league, which was not a typical thing at that point. Um, and that was specifically because we read Moneyball and realized that batting and quality average, starts too. Yeah, quality starts versus versus wins. Um, just just to kind of get the bullshit out out of out of fantasy baseball, you know, the way that uh, the A's were cutting through the bullshit and getting to what, what really mattered. Now, again, that's, that's what people commonly equate with Moneyball's on base percentage. And Chad Bradford is uh, under, underlooked minor leaguers, but, or uh, relief pitchers. But w- what it's really about is exploiting market inefficiencies, whatever those happen to be at the time. Uh, at that time, it was people were paying too much attention to batting average and not on base percentage. Well, that's, that's no longer a market inefficiency because everybody looks at that now. There was a time where, you know, defense was overlooked. And I think that has been uh, not so overlooked. It's going to get to the point where things aren't, aren't overlooked anymore because everyone's playing by the same rule book, but that was started by Moneyball. And um, I've, I've always found the book fascinating. The movie, when it came out, when I heard they were making a movie, I could not, figure out how they would actually make a movie out of that book it was just didn't it didn't seem to play but when you know when brad pitt wants to be in a movie that's gonna help he 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 fought for that movie to be made um i actually thought it was almost gonna be almost documentary style when i first heard about it but it became a story of how they you know how they changed the game but it was also about his family about his divorce and his kid and that's how they made it the the my biggest problem with the movie is they don't mention you know, bring, bring stuff every staff. time the pitching staff, which is the reason that they were good. I mean, you just Chad Bradford, baby, the only yeah. guy who must have signed off on putting his name in the movie or something. Yeah, so that's my, my one criticism of the movie. But it's I, I love I love history. I love I hate bullshit, and I love how Moneyball cuts cuts through bullshit, talks about what really happened, gives you behind the scenes. How front offices used to work, how scouting staffs used to work, and how they really how they do today. It's 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 a it was a seminal moment for baseball when that when that was when that was exposed, like how how yeah. the old old thinking no longer no longer works, and that literally we are living in a new a new world of baseball because of of that book. And Theo Theo hates that book. Yeah, he he, he does he does he out. Hate- he, he, yeah, the secret's out, but, um, okay. So I too like baseball history and I would say, and I don't know if you agree with this. Don't you feel like, um, and because of like Moneyball being a more recent film, I feel like, uh, if I had done this list like five years ago, the natural would have been my number one movie. Wow. Um, I, uh, feel like Cobb may have been on the top three too. I love the darkness and edginess of who is it. The, and, who is the interview, the the writer in that? Uh, like Al, I, I can't yeah. stand him. That's the only reason. Like I love Tommy Lee Jones, but yeah. I can't stand that actor. It's like Albert, I don't remember his name. 
Yeah, he's I know. just fucking I annoying. But go yeah. ahead, sorry. Yeah, but like, but like, and I love the history ones. Forty two. I just watched sixty one with Charlie recently. That's great. That's a great movie too. But anyway, like my top three go like this. Number three, Field of Dreams. Um, the the story um there, and maybe it's just because of uh like the the whole the. I get choked up every time when he plays catch with his dad at the end of the movie that his obsession with baseball blinded him from the the whole the whole journey for him was blinded by his obsession with baseball thinking he was trying to right a wrong from his dad uh, dad's hero where really he was it was all about him writing his relationship with his dad, like right. having that one last catch. And uh, that just hits me personally every time. Um, and, and like, like um, you know, having, having a son too. So like Field of Dreams. And, and, and the fact that it sort of like gives the Black Sox a second chance at the whole thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a pretty, that. pretty sweet story too for They're me. They're all good so, guys. No problem. Love your eight men up. Uh, eight men out up your ass, Smitty. <laughs> Number two, and I'm not going to go on about it since Smitty covered it, but is Moneyball. Great movie. Again, this is another um, Charlie. Charlie is he's obsessed with Moneyball, and he asks me all these questions about it, and and really is into that portion of the game now. Like I have to call him right after we're done with the draft tomorrow and let him know who I got. He also wants to help me nice. with my first pick, so I have to give him an idea who will be there around number five when I pick. So, um, <laughs> but money—I mean, Moneyball is amazing. Um, you know, just so the the and while the scenes are are altered, and I I don't know what, what were players' names left out because they didn't agree to have their names in the movie or what? Yeah, I think they wanted to focus on the the. Scott Hatterbergs and uh, Chad Bradford. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 right. The underdog just, aspect like, of like, it. Because, like, Swisher's in the book. He's nowhere in the movie. It fit, it fit uh, the movie's narrative a little better just to focus yeah, on the underdogs. Yeah, but there's, like, there's, like, but, like, the the the, the scenes with the scouts are just yeah, fucking great. fantastic. I mean, I, I could just sit there he's got a good face. and watch other. He's got a, he's got a know, hot girlfriend. He's got to be a good yeah, player. When he, when he, his girlfriend's a dog. Hey, when he walks in the room, it's like his dick's been there before. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? How does this equate to anything on the field? Hey, Billy, you're not. Hey, Billy, you're not giving into the. You're not believing in this Bill Bull uh, Bill James bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because it fucking makes sense, dude. Anyway, great movie there. But for me, and and this 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 has always been in my top three is Bull Durham. And not so Sorry, much for yeah. the last fucking ten minutes of 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 sex in the movie, which is is barely has any bearing on the film. It's Ooh. the whole the whole idea of this movie of like getting into um uh, of 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 tutoring a hotshot with basically this lifelong minor league player who had his shot, didn't make it in the show, is bitter, but yet is almost like an Obi-Wan type figure to Nucla Rouge. And there's just so much funny shit that, you know, probably happens, yeah. right? It's almost like a look into like coming up through the minor leagues and, and how you get there. And that, 
it really is a real minor league team, the Bull Durhams. I've actually been to that stadium. Durham Bulls. The Durham Bulls. Yeah, did I say the Bull Durhams? The Durham did. Bulls. Fucking idiot. Durham <laughs> Bulls. Uh, been to that stadium. These are stressful times. It's, it's, it's fucking awesome stadium. Super fucking cheap. Like giant beers for like three bucks it's it was it was it was great it was a fun time um but i just i just love everything it's it's laughs throughout and uh i just i just think it's like pure and it has one of the best lines in it when uh they're 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 talking about whether or not uh uh, uh, working like not being in and out of baseball and and robert wall as the like uh the bench coach goes oh man I worked at I worked at Sears uh, in the appliance department. Worst fucking job I ever had. Like, yeah, it is the worst fucking job to work for Sears. I can tell you. <laughs> nice. So Bull Durham, Bull Durham's my favorite. Uh, just love it. So that's it. All right. Well, I think we should move on to everyone's favorite segment, asshole of the week. Um, I think every week we could we could call COVID nineteen the asshole of the week, but uh, we've already done that. Let's let's. Uh, Trying to find some other assholes, which usually isn't too difficult. This week, I want to nominate uh, Evan Gaddis, uh, catcher of the almost forgotten now Houston Astros, uh, who have to be thanking whatever gods they pray to that <laughs> this horrendous global pandemic has taken the spotlight off of them, uh, as no one could talk about anything else but the Astros before this hit. Um, now that spotlight has changed, but fucking Evan Gaddis goes on social media last week and posts uh, a graphic of Mike Fires, the fa- now famous whistleblower and his former teammate. The graphic said, snitches get stitches. And yes, yeah, yeah. It's just it's so incredibly tone deaf. It's unbelievable. Apparently... I I believe they are actually friends and he just he thought it was funny and just was giving him shit and it wasn't meant in a nefarious way necessarily. Unfortunately, on social media, people don't 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 get the subtleties or nuance um or understand the whole picture and people ran with it and you know, Houston Astro fans get back in their furor against against fire as fires as the whistleblower and apparently hate hate and death threats were coming towards fires again um meanwhile evan gaddis you know trying to trying to be funny catches catches a ton of shit because he should have for being so fucking tone deaf yeah what a fucking i mean yeah so i don't i don't think he meant to be an asshole but to be that fucking stupid and tone deaf evan gaddis you are my asshole of the week yeah, I agree. Um, without a doubt, like, like, yeah, you gotta. If you're trying to be funny, then you you better add something into that, into that, um, yeah, into that post with like a just a, kidding, buddy, or yeah, yeah, J.K. Yeah. Maybe put one of those laughing emojis. I love the laughing emojis, especially <laughs> the guy on the side. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, the fucking asshole of the week. I'm gonna do a runner-up nomination. Ooh, uh, second asshole of the week. I'm going to nominate myself for almost <laughs> ruining the MLB 20 show segment by a terrible hobby bias show <laughs> of COVID-19. So I'm nominating myself for runner-up of Asshole of the Week. It sounded better in my head, but 
coming out of that was rough, but the segment was not completely ruined. I mean, so social, I, I, social isolation is probably going to hurt our, our joke process, <laughs> not being around humans. So it's going to make it more difficult. So I'll, I'll, I'll so, back yeah. your nomination, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely runner up of the week for almost screwing that entire segment up. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm not going to edit yeah. any of that out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I mean, well, that's all I've got for the week. Uh, do you got anything else? No, just a reminder that I we we believe if everything goes right, we will be on live tomorrow. Yeah, so. we're gonna try this. This might be fucking stupid, and there's nothing less interesting to other people than other people's fantasy teams. But we thought we would try to do a, a our first. Uh, fantasy special podcast tomorrow. Our draft starts at noon or no, at one o'clock uh, Saturday. Is it uh, one o'clock Central or one o'clock Eastern and noon? We moved central. it's two Central or two Eastern, oh, two, one o'clock. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Read the website. But, um, uh, uh, hey, I would have been early. Who fucking cares? <laughs> um, this could be a disaster, it could be boring as fuck as you and I just sit here talking about what picks we're going to make next but who knows maybe it'll be fun and well what and we're gonna we're gonna make fun of uh other picks there too. will be definitely fun making um, i also uh dub for dub I've, I've i've worked on lyrics to a nothing else matters version of his tragedy of always blowing the the league in the yeah. uh yeah i I've, I've run the lyrics by matt he thinks they're brilliant two so, years uh, running mike williams in our league has had a seemingly insurmountable lead throughout the entire season until I caught him the last two years in the last week onto, onto back-to-back victories, my fourth and fifth championships in major league assholes history. Uh, I'm going for my third in a row, my sixth overall in 17 years. I'd I'd call that a dynasty. I think we could. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking luck is what I call it. Yeah. For 17 years. Luck. So yeah, tune in for that. We'll we'll try it. Maybe it'll be a disaster. Maybe it'll be fucking hilarious. So we've got nothing better. To I'm do, assuming so. you're you'll, you'll be day drinking like we normally would be doing. Uh, right? I think at some point I'll have to. So uh, I'm just gonna start like I normally do, just firing in there. So uh, you know, with my white socks. White socks. Nice. Bruce, yeah. So yeah, I'm sure you'll be you'll be picking. Yohan Mankata, number one overall, or you, you know, five you overall? know, you, man, Yohan Mankata crushed two fucking balls in uh, <laughs> in Diamond Dynasty the other oh, day. Yeah. Like, no doubters. You've got an unfair advantage well, over the rest of us having played your simulation. Yeah, I know what to do. That's how I'm picking my team. So check us I'll out. Take, I'll take All Star Gary Carter as catcher. <laughs> what do you mean I can't do that? Um, yeah, so check us out tomorrow. Check us out tomorrow. Check us out. That'll be on our Facebook live page. Um, check us out anytime at majorleagueaholes.com. Uh, you can catch our podcasts, obviously, everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. Please go to our go to majorleagueaholes.com. It's got a conduit to all those channels. You can find us anywhere. So that's all I got. Stay safe out there. Stay inside. Yeah, uh, yeah stay home, folks. Yeah, if you just, want the Major League Baseball season to start, stay home. Stay especially, home. You, especially you kids in fucking Chicago. Save. Stop fucking hanging out and get the fucking doors. Save lives. Do it. Jesus. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace.
corazón 